And you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. Ooh, what you do to me, running through my brain. Ooh, what you do to me, all mixed up insane. Ooh, what you do to me, swimming through my veins. Ooh, what you do to me, feeling some type of Hey everyone, uh, I'm Marvin Yue. And I'm Mindy Chang. And we're the hosts of The Collabcast. This is episode 72. It's Thursday, June 16th, 2016. And summer is here, everyone. It's getting hot in LA. Are it's we talking be, about the weather? The thing that you always I'm say just saying, not? it's okay. going to be like 108 degrees on I know. Monday. I'm so excited. It's going to be terrible. At least we're not in the East Coast with the humidity. I'm just saying, I love you, New York. But <laughs> it's actually really nice out there right now. That's I just, good. I just came from there. It's been awful here. Apologies for the weather talk. That <laughs> is the cardinal. He always is. Let's not talk about it. And then we do. I just, it's on my mind because I just checked the phone. But joining us this week, we have a very special guest. Hi. Refocusing. <laughs> Our amazing. Welcome the esteemed Taz Ahmed. I'll take esteemed. Yes. Yeah, I'll take that. Jenny set that precedent because yeah. you are a champion of change. Champion of change. So we, they are all esteemed. Yeah. She is, of course, the host of the Good Muslim, Bad Muslim podcast. Yes. As well as a community organizer and writer of everything. Yeah. Not like right. A bunch of Poet. <laughs> I do Just things. Things with words. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful writing. And we're always Thank happy you. to have a fellow podcaster here with us. Yeah, uh, thanks yes. for but joining this us. This is so much fancier than ours. I'm really excited about. I don't know. <laughs> Yours is pretty mics. fancy. You have your own like dedicated editor. We do have a dedicated editor. That's awesome. Marvin's just like our one-stop shop. Everything. This is like person. my my DIY project, basically. <laughs> but <laughs> it's gone seventy-two episodes strong. So yeah, you it's know, pretty good. Yeah, you I'm all good. about the DIY project. Exactly. <laughs> Who knew we could uh, keep this going for? <laughs> 72 weeks it's almost 75 we should probably do something special we could yeah what's what's the is it like silver or gold for 75 is it i don't know i feel like it would be silver i mean it's not really an anniversary it's a milestone maybe we can get like a live performer (laughs) you know yes you guys can listen to us eat cake (laughs) well that's um, everyone loves listening to chewing (laughs) yeah on the radio so much it is very pleasant. Disgusting. It's like ASMR. ASMR. Do you know what ASMR is? I don't is? know what ASMR is. Is this like See, that could, is again, a like um, ASMR is like this. New, do, have you ever heard when you're in maybe like a library or a classroom or something where uh-huh. it's kind of quiet, but there's ambient noises yeah, yeah, yeah. and people are shuffling. You kind of get really relaxed uh-huh. and tingly. Do you get that? Yeah, yeah. That's ASMR. They came up with a term to describe oh, that feeling. That's why I have to go to coffee shops to work. Exactly. Like there, there are certain things that so just now, put you at ease. Yeah. So now there are YouTube videos where it's just people crinkling paper. Just making paper. noise. Oh. And it's, it's I bless their hearts for doing that because it's a huge community of like creatives on yeah. YouTube who just find different things like getting your hair washed. Like they'll literally set Oh my gosh, I'm totally going to binge on this tonight. (laughs) Every day. I watch it every day. So it's awesome. Do you have like a favorite playlist? I should make a playlist. I have people that I subscribe to. to Just go to their channel. Yeah. No, I want you to make me a playlist. Oh my God, I'm so down. (laughs) An ASMR playlist. I'm so down. You're spreading your love of uh, weird YouTube 
YouTube or no, I specialized think it's awesome. YouTube? I, I say because I think the world needs more relaxation. I think we're like increasingly stressed oh, yeah, out. Absolutely. So it's the, the millions of views that these videos get, I think are, they indicate how much people That's seek amazing. that out. Mm-hmm. That is they just amazing. They put their headphones on and some of them are like five to eight hours long. Is this doing anything for you? No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> People are fans of Marvin's voice. Do, do you oh, this is great. Oh. I didn't know. You should like read books out loud. I have a very nice <gasps> voice. That could be your thing. Stop My listening. problem is I can't enunciate that well. Yeah, so no can. one wants to listen to that. That's not true. You've gotten better. <laughs> we should listen to episode one. Maybe that's what we should do for episode 75. Listen to episode one. I've been and, trying like, to react. put together a sampler for new listeners to listen to our greatest hits. Yeah. And I, I, I get through 10 minutes of that first episode. like, nope. <laughs> Nothing from this episode is making Shut it, it up. In. Stop it. Stop it. So it's going to be probably when I slip my head open that one time. You did that on the things. show? It was post. Right after. And it was it was after Jenny was with us. Oh, no. And Jenny's like commenting on the gash on on his head. Oh, no. That was, that was a day. It may or may not slip, slip my head open the night before we were supposed to record. Oh, yeah. no. And I was worried about. We've never done anything like that on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good thing. That's a very good thing. I'm very <laughs> glad to hear that you are safe. <laughs> but welcome. Safe. Welcome we're, we're to the hazard. show. <laughs> I'm a little scared now to be in this space with the two of you. I'm are there sharp I'm edges? Be. Oh, no. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it happened off the air, so it's nothing dangerous will happen during the air. It's just to him, We're too. in a very, very safe space right here, I hope. But uh, each and every week, we start the podcast off with a pop culture roundtable where we go around the table and talk about what's on our minds in the world of pop culture or Asian American stuff. Do you have something, Taz? Because I don't. I, I want. We, we're we're generous hosts and we're good hosts. I want to say generous. <laughs> like we're, we're, we're we're obliging hosts, and we love to offer that to our guests first. Wow. I mean. Um, it's Ramadan right now, so yeah. I'm fasting for the month of Ramadan. So it might not be like mainstream pop culture, but it's my pop culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how's that go? I I, I grew up at, at, in Baptist Christian yeah. church, and people would do fasting occasionally for X Y Z reason. And I'm such a fat ass. I was just like, <laughs> never. I don't care how bad something it's gets. So hard. It's really. It yeah. seems really, really difficult. There's like no food from sun up to sundown. Which I mean, it rotates by the lunar cycle. So uh-huh. when I was a kid, it was during the winter time. But now You're it's like sundown is at five. So cool. hot. So and it's so long, right? Like sundown's at eight o'clock. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Isn't it later than eight now? Like it's later. Stage. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Six minutes. At least you're not now. in Canada. Like right now in Calgary, sundown is like 10, 10 p.m. Yeah. It's, yeah. They have really long I days. remember the first time I was there, we went in for a steak dinner at the keg where my friend works. It's like their Black Angus or whatever. And we had, we got out at 9 p.m. and the sun was still out. And I was looking at what the f- is and going on? Yeah. Major confusion. Yeah. How's that? So, how long does that, the fasting last for? Like how many days? It's 30 days. 30. Wow. And then like I, I like eat a lot at night and then I drink water and then it's time to go to bed. Yeah. And there's, I mean, you're supposed to pray in between all of that too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. How do you sustain, like, do, is there issues like sustaining energy? Yeah. I'm totally, this like, is my like, you're catching me at the time where I'm just kind of like, a little woozy. Oh, no. I've never been drunk before, but I feel like this might be what being drunk feels like. Probably. I'll be a little rambly. Mm. Good luck editing this. <laughs> it's probably that I remember when I was in college and it was a three final day. Oh, and I times. did not sleep the night before. So by the, by the end of the second final, I was already 
super tired but i had so many red bulls by then yeah it was that point where you want to sleep but your brain won't let you yeah and yeah. i just felt like i was floating it's, yeah it's not that yeah. bad <laughs> so that was worse so we're, we're creating the sliding just, just, scale yeah, just take out the red bull the spectrum you know get some sleep and then you're you're okay <laughs> so then everyone can get together and kind of feel woozy together that's like a great party yeah the, the parties are fun there's always lots of food lots, yeah. lots to eat very cool so is there um is there anything special that you do at the very end of it once it's yeah there's a big party at the end of the what the, the end of the month the end of the month um I mean, but it's a religious party, so you go pray together. <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't love that? I was all about that. But it's, it is interesting. Like last week, we talked about, you know, the rituals we do in everyday mm. life, like graduations. Is that only or last week? Funerals and birthdays yeah. and things like that, where it's a way for communities to really come together and be together doing the same thing. Yeah. I've been thinking yeah. about that a, a bit. I've been thinking about how we mark time, right? And like how these. A lot of my friends have kids and they're able to mark time with like, um, you know, their, their baby's born and then it's like first grade and then, you know, graduation from junior high and I'm, I'm childless. So for me, like time <laughs> is just kind of going. But yeah. These friends have very like marked points in their lives where they're moving forward. I'm just and like, that oh. freak you out. You're it like, does. how is your child going to college right now? Yeah, how I, did that happen? I just figured out how to do my taxes by myself. <laughs> like, I've always found it interesting also being childless, um, that because of my cousins having kids and my friends having kids, I now understand that timeline. Yeah. Of, okay, your kid is one. That means they're crawling or walking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, May or may not be like vocal. And then two and three. And I can then give advice, like yeah. unsolicited advice to other people based on you what I know talk. about. The, you, yeah. I mean, you need to know enough to small yeah. talk if you go to these events. Are they teething at all? Give <laughs> yeah. them the frozen you know. waffle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Why do we know this? I know. Because <laughs> enough people on our periphery are experiencing I'm also them. really good at holding babies. <laughs> That's good. Babies love me. You're, big, talent. you're a big bear. Yeah. Yeah. I love grabbing my face. Aw. Your non-existent facial hair. Just, you have facial hair. I'm just saying. You're an Asian man, so it's not as abundant. No, I'm sad. <laughs> Why is that a thing? I, anyway. All right. No, I have friends who can grow. Like, they're Asian. They can grow, like... Big, like, now I'm thinking of Anto yeah. in Canada. Yeah, that guy has choice. He's got, he's got luscious. <laughs> I mean, is there like cream that you put on your face to make it grow? Or no, massages? I mean, I'm not that. I'm lucky enough that my scruff is kind of visible, but I just, it can't grow into beard. Let's talk about what's on your mind, Mindy. <laughs> Um, so I, I went off, I had this whole rant about wedding culture last week, uh -huh. just like how in 2016 and in America, it's a little bit ridiculous in terms of the amount that we spend and all this stuff. So I survived our bachelorette party weekend, not only survived, I really enjoyed it, which I foresaw, but, um, it was a lot. There was 28 girls. So it was a Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was way too big. It was 28. That's a lot of women in this bachelor. And you were party. the maid of honor. So and I'm the maid of charge. honor. So I oh, was that meant that you executive were in producer. charge. Yes. I was executive producer of this event, but I had great <laughs> help. I had three other girls helping me. So it was super, super teamwork at the day of when on Friday, I sent a photo of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> it's, it's go time. What did you do? What were you planning? So it was just, it's, I guess the number of girls is what made it so much 
planning and then the when they entered the event like yeah they were not all confirmed early on which drove me nuts um but all, we just went out we had we booked a house and hotels um that was a nightmare booking beach houses in la good luck to you yeah um and the ones that'll let you party none of them do so <laughs> it has to be very covert operations we just don't tell them you're gonna party well yeah. you have to tell them like who's got like how many people and they're gonna naturally assume like neighbors tattle a lot i mm. think um so that we went out and had a we went on a party bus went clubbing got table service next day went on a booze cruise in oh my Delray. gosh went out to a nice italian dinner after that and then went to another bar like i just the this amount was, of alcohol this was it this yeah was like- and we know from many podcasts that Minji cannot drink, or no, do I drink very often? But so were you, were you like the mama hen, just taking care of all the drunk girls? I was, I was, but I'm good at that. Are you like what? When you party, are you like the participant? Or are you the mother? I'm, so I don't drink, uh-huh. and drunk people really annoy me. <laughs> and I think people try to default and like make me the mother hen, but I really don't like that role. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, handle your life. You're yeah. an adult. Yeah. <laughs> well, for us, it was like, do we have all the girls on the bus? And yeah, then yeah. Even the girls are uh, co-planning with me. They were, they, you know, partook and they were drunk and they're just like, we didn't do a head count. <laughs> <laughs> all of it was documented though. Was there any drama? Um, we lost a couple girls. Like I was literally, I was low key freaking out. Cause again, when they're drunk and they're not answering their phones, yeah. you're like, where the hell are you? And I need to make sure that you get back to the house safely. It's that always was, tough being like, the responsible one. Yeah. Yeah. Sides, especially when you're technically with adults, right? Yeah. 30 year old adults, 30, plus, 30 year old plus adults. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. That was the most drama. Everything that's, else actually went really. That's so pretty because I would imagine with so many girls in one spot in one house that there would be other kinds of drama. But I also yeah, feel I like say. wedding and bachelorette parties. There's always like it. It actually. So this is what we talked about last week. How much like these big events and like weddings and things like where it's like family involved and mm-hmm. like you're you're kind of ranking friendships like who's your oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. It really does bring a lot of other totally. things to surface. Yeah. Um, so that's been interesting. <laughs> it's always nice being the one who's not responsible too though yeah i know yeah. i was like <laughs> you just get to play no but it was really funny so the booze cruise was actually really fun um in marina del rey and we, you can't lose people when they're on a boat right so they, that was actually oh, you can like lose people when they're on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was a concern <laughs> but and it wasn't that hot so it was actually it was really chilly but it was nice but what we had special this time was you know there were definitely whispers of like should we get a stripper um, and there are girls that were like, yeah, like, why wouldn't you? This is what? Like, but then the discussion went and then we ended up getting manservants, which is what, which are there's, we went to manservants.com. We're not, collaborative class is not sponsored by <laughs> manservants. Wait, this is an actual website. This is an actual website. It's a company. It right now. And we, we ordered men and we ordered two guys and you can, you have do you options. Buy, do you buy them by the hour? Yeah. By the hour you can like, there's a portfolio you can, I didn't do the selecting process. Right, Manservants.com went to like a not website page. Okay. Was it man? I don't know. I got the receipt. I had to pay for everything, but <laughs> I got a receipt from them. 
But anyway, they it was these two really wonderful guys who showed up in tuxedos Aww. and were super like they, their job was to give us massages, fetch us drinks, get us food, pay oh us compliments. Gosh. All right, I googled it. It's manservants.co. Dot co. Is the website. Co. My bad. Of course, it's dot co. Dot co. But yeah, it was like a totally. And I can confirm it is a real website. It was a classier, you know, non-stripper thing, and they were so much fun. And we had our friend Pat, Miss so DJ Miss Bliss. These guys? They kept their clothes on the whole time. They did. And like one of the girls did like, hey, can you like, because we were dancing. We had a DJ yeah. on the boat. It was really fun. And then she's like, take off your shirt. She was just joking. Everyone's getting drunk. And then he was like, no, we don't do that. Oh. So the most that they did was take off their bow tie and like open up the top button. So well, it was very like. Can you order a manservant to come and kill spiders in your apartment? Probably. <laughs> I'm sure she's like, well then. <laughs> Yeah, if you ever want a spider exterminator coming in a tux. Yeah, I yeah. kind of do. Devilishly I think that would handsome. be kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Incessantly charming. Paying you all sorts of compliments too. Hey. Telling you that you're a magnificent creature. Yes. It was really funny. So they were like... That's amazing. There are 28 girls on this boat. Well, some of them didn't make it to the boat because they were so hungover. <laughs> but... Um, yeah. They're going to regret it. Yeah, they did. They saw all the photos and videos. The manservant. They're like, they're like no. why? <laughs> and that was a surprise that so they didn't know. Oh, they didn't no. know what they were missing. They thought they were just missing the boat cruise. I'm, I wonder what else you can use these manservants for. I say I'm on their website. Hire. And again, we're not paid or sponsored by <laughs> well, manservant.com. Like cuddle you while you go to watch a movie? Maybe. There is a <laughs> service called Arm Candy Manservant. Oh, oh, a date to yeah. like a wedding? To a gala. And like to pretend that they're your boyfriend and like so that the aunties will stop talking to you? Exactly. Much like the Craigslist ads that are floating <laughs> on the <laughs> Why do I know that? Oh, it's because it's shared on social media. There's also, yeah, there's like fake girlfriend and boyfriend yeah. like apps too. Yeah. To like convince Barbie. your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Can you read the Actors. six categories that are on their site? But the six categories on manservants.co are <laughs> the manservant, an entertainer for any bachelorette birthday or event. All or right, staffing. so it's just a general yeah. entertainer. Office Got it. manservant. Office manservant. Hey. Okay. He'll arrive to the office with your favorite coffee order, play personal assistant, and rub over Rick's shoulder. Oh. Mm-hmm. I work from home. Exactly. So. Cabana we're at the computer. A cabana manservant. Mm. So like- Heartbreak manservant. What is that? That's is that to make your ex jealous? Uh, I'm just, I'm not facing this computer. Apparently, they'll come and destroy all evidence of your ex boyfriend in your house, and also pay you compliments to make you feel better. No, and to remind you that you're better off. Oh my gosh, because you are. That is the best service I have ever heard. (laughs) The aforementioned arm candy man servant and domestic man, so someone can serve you, serve you drinks and snacks, and clean. Wow. Yeah. Clean and I'm a really and... big fan of this heartbreak man servant. That's pretty cool. I didn't know this because I didn't book them, so I'm learning so much. This is so great. So if you'd like to um, sponsor the Clubcast, you can email us at podcast.org. <laughs> and we got to choose their names. Like they were, like they don't use their real names. They're like, well, what do you? And we, the two brides love Ryan Gosling and Channing Tatum, so we named them Ryan and Channing. That is. Hilarious. And they never broke because I was asking them because I was like, hey, I'm maid of honor. Like, I helped bring you guys on board. What's your real name? And he was like, Ryan. Like, he just did it. Right. I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, I was privileged to know. This is the weirdest service I've ever heard in my whole it's life. It's crazy. 
I wonder if any of them are like like you'd run into them in your acting class. You're like, you're right. I asked him. I asked. I was like, are, so are you an actor? I was like, I'm an actor. Like, are you an actor? Is this uh-huh. like a? And he's like, no, I just do this, and he makes good money. And he said that he has had a really great time. He's been doing it for like a year and a half or something like that. That is amazing. But he said that he has a great time and that like the women are usually just like so nice and so grateful that this like <laughs> handsome young man's coming. To- <laughs> I'm sure the ladies who order a manservant instead of a stripper are of a different totally ilk right we're not judging but yeah i was was like what's i wanted to know all the dirt i was like what's the worst party you've ever been to that's awesome good job thanks guys how do i sign up (laughs) (laughs) you may go to manservants.co and see one mr marvin ua very soon all right my um my topic this week since we have taz on is to talk about the rise of podcasting, how it's kind of a thing become now. a thing now. And I guess, you know, um, so Taz is one of the hosts of Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, which is yes. a very, it, you, you you guys got on like NPR and the news. We recorded and, at the White House. That's yeah. the one I listened to yeah. on my way here. <laughs> We're inside, like literally inside. Yeah. How did you start with that? What was the idea behind it? Like, I think we, so we do election watch in our podcast where we talk about whatever is happening in elections. And our dream was in our podcast, we always talk about like, our dream is to get into the White House because the president is secretly Muslim and, you know, (laughs) we need to, we need to bring him in. And then it kind of worked, I guess. Um, This we we say, I say this all the time and you have to say what you want out loud. Just yeah. keep saying it and it happens. Yeah. That we, what is, is that the secret? Yes. Like it's the law of attraction. The law, there you go. You manifest. So we did that. And exactly. now that's a big one too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, I did not think that was possible. I thought this was so pie in the sky and yeah. it actually happened. I was like, okay, <laughs> now amazing. what? Now it's like, well, where do yeah, we go it's, now? It's all downhill from here. I, know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know next what is, next. Um, Buckingham Palace or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the Vatican. I don't know. Like random <laughs> big monumental places. Yeah, I, I really have no idea. The what Parthenon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a place that doesn't echo? <laughs> oh, that's Parthenon would be, would be so yeah. echoey. It yeah. would be quite like dome echo. ceiling. <laughs> You'd have to like bring your own glass. Like not even glass, like your own plastic dome. We need to set up your, here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or a, a tent, like, one of those like giant area. tents. That's awesome. But yeah, it's um, it's really cool that like you guys started about a year ago, right? I yeah, think you we guys started, started a little, a little before ago. we started, and it's monthly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so you guys are on episode seventeen, right? And then, yeah, yeah I mean, and then you, know, you guys have been able to catch a lot of buzz, and yeah. you know, did you did you expect it to get this much no, attention when you guys started? All. I think I think for me, I've never been the kind of person who's been comfortable in front of people or microphone i'm a writer so i'm much more comfortable behind my computer and um zara is a performer so she loves being on the microphone so when i was with her we just had like amazing chemistry we met when we were doing the book tour for love and shella and we like around her i'm able to like relax a little bit more and like let loose a little bit more mm-hmm. and we were just like we're so funny this should be a thing <laughs> and so when we recorded i think what really happened was we recorded right after the serial podcast started mm-hmm. or finished right so we started in january of last year and that yeah, was right when that ended. that was when a lot of people started turning on to at least MPR podcasts and yeah. listening to realizing that there are this whole world of programming that's audio only that yeah. you can listen to especially in la in your car yeah when you're driving around there's so, yeah. I mean, everywhere I've gone in this country, everyone just commutes for hours and hours. So, yeah, I can totally see how it's a thing. 
our origin story with Marvin's that he was always more into it than I was. And so I had it. I was not a listener. And so I didn't have any really big frame of reference. Yeah. I was like, so just sit around and talk for an hour. What was that about? <laughs> like, I was just really Debbie Downer about it. I but mean, now? it's the same thing where it's, you know, like when we're out seeing each other in events and things like that, we start talking and then we get really passionate about what we talk about. Yeah. And then that conversation is just, it's interesting. And now it's really easy just to record that and share with other yeah. people and hopefully get them. I, I know um, at least a couple of people who started their own podcast after listening to ours. And yeah. it's weird yeah, to it's like. it's really cool. Yeah. I'm a huge fan feedback. now and I, I still don't listen nearly as much because I feel like I'm always listening to music. That's my big mm-hmm. thing in the car. And I think podcasts, I really want to pay attention to what people are talking to. And I'm one of those, if I listen and I get too, I'll sleep. I'll just fall asleep. But you listen yeah. to audiobooks, which I is basically a podcast. No, yeah, not, I haven't <laughs> lately, but in spurts, right? But podcasts, when I listen, when I have listened to long drives, when I drive up to the Bay, yeah, I'm always amazed by the way people's brains work. Like, yeah. I'm just always astounded. Like, how did you come up with that phrase? Like, you're yeah. hilarious. And they're not anybody, you know, they're not Conan O'Brien and they're not Stephen Colbert. Like, there's just all these people that we know talk about random stuff, like the last book that they read yeah. or whatever, the last concert they went to. And yeah. it's hilarious. And it feels really personal. Yeah. I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah, I really like the storytelling podcasts. Yeah. That's what I'm a big fan They're of. They're really amazing. What's your favorite one? Can can we get recommendations from Taz? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of Call Your Girlfriend. Okay. That's that. Uh, so I so we're in the category of girlfriend podcasts or I guess you guys are also like where it's just like two people talking. Yeah, we're girlfriends. Yeah, no, we totally sure. are. Where I bitch out <laughs> basically. And there's um another round. Tell him how to do his hair. <laughs> another round. Read. So those are like in the, the girlfriend categories, but then the in the storytelling category, I really love the heart, the heart, mm. and, and um, uh, obviously this American Life and Snap Judgment, Radio Lab. But mm-hmm. I'm, there's a ton of new podcasts out there, so I'm always trying to. Yeah, there's so them. many coming out every every day. I feel like I'm just stunned at how we've kept this up. Is all I'm saying. Because, like, we don't even keep up our weekly meetings. So we keep this up. You know what I'm saying? Because I've somehow convinced you that this is part of our job. So, (laughs) Marvin wins. No, I'm really, and and, and all the different guests that we've been able to bring, like, that's my favorite part. And I get to learn more about people that I know, not superficially, but I just don't know the depth of what they think about certain issues and what better medium to, like, sit around and, like, say, hey, we need to talk about what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. I'm like, what? You're amazing. <laughs> yeah, if I we don't have guests in our podcast, but that's something that we would love to figure you out. Yes, you did that with at the White House. We did that it for the White House. Yeah, yeah. and you that had that great. one guy. Yeah, we had like second third, guest yeah. host. Yeah. That, yeah. One guy. <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we, I mean, we usually don't have like a three mic setup. So yeah. yeah. Well, they evolved soon enough. Yeah, this soon is enough. an evolution. Oh yeah, we have a new setup. It's not new. We've used this setup a couple times before, but yeah, this with is me. I'm always, setup. I'm always. See, he's the one that cares. I'm always I'm researching like, the, the newest <laughs> ways to yeah, get Yeah, I just show up. I'm like, what there. am I saying today? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, I think podcasts are a great way. I think one of the things that I've been thinking about what you all do is collaboration is involved with so many different kinds of art and podcasting is just one form of creating media. So yeah. you can have YouTube channels, you can have you know you can write you can do poetry you can do stage and there are different people that are going to be drawn to different media and podcast is just a way to get an, a different audience and yeah. i think that's right. been really great and it's really 
like I like listening to podcasts. Also, like as an Angelino, you know, I'm in the car a lot, so I don't really listen to radio that much anymore. Yeah. I just listen to podcasts because you right. know that's that's my thing. Apparently, so he doesn't know but, all the gibberish to panda. Um, it's <laughs> always panda, interesting panda, panda, panda. to just listen to. I like listening to other people's perspectives on things. Yeah, right. And I mean, that's why I like your podcast because um, I don't have a lot of Muslim friends. Mm-hmm. But the way you guys talk about, you know. Now you have us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it felt like. <laughs> and just the way that you guys, and I especially love the way you guys are very, is irreverent the right word? Like kind of yeah, just like. Yeah, I think so. And what yeah. I love about our podcast is how different Zara and I are from each other. Yeah. You guys we, are. It's really we, we have very different perspectives. <laughs> very, And I think people kind of make the assumption that Muslim women are all the same. We're all yeah. homogenous. But just within our conversations, you can tell how different we are. Yeah. I love it. And definitely, like, you know, me and Jim and myself are, like, night and day. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the people we bring in. And it's, especially in terms of giving minority voices yeah. a way a way to get broadcast out, you know, without any gatekeepers telling us, no one will listen to that. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll show you. Like, people listen yeah, to it. Yeah, you know? that's what I feel that podcasting does. It's like, we're really recentering the narrative around our life experience. And I think that's... It's such an easy tool. I feel like a lot of the art projects that I've been involved with are either zines or, you know, putting out albums through Bandcamp. You know, there's all these tools available now with the internet that you can make your own media and recenter stories around your life. Mm -hmm. And it's great. And you never know who's... My biggest thing with the interwebs is you never know who that's going to... Whose ears that's going to go into. That's what baffles me. Because say... Theoretically, you know, someone saying, okay, you have like a million followers and you have a million views per anything that you put out. That's that's one thing. And there's a lot of people that we know that are like that. But there's people like maybe you only have 10 followers, whatever, 10 listens per week. But think like maybe that person's like a Supreme Court justice. How do you know? You know, like (laughs) you don't know where that content is going. And I think that is the really cool part because numbers aren't everything, but they can really... I don't know. I'm just like fascinated by that. I'm like, really? Who's listening to all my gibberish? Yeah. Like, I'm just talking nonsense about weddings and stuff. But who knows? Like, is Vera Wang listening yeah. to this? Am I, <laughs> am I insulting the entire wedding industry? What yeah, that's why she, she stopped listening. After yeah, she actually. stopped. Yeah. She hates me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, glad our podcast family is growing. Yeah. Yeah. And looking forward to. You know, I had such a great time up. listening to yours. I'm a fan. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break um, to talk about some collaboration updates. We'll be right back to talk more with Taz. Woo! So stick Woo! around. Hey, everyone. Marvin here. Thanks for listening to episode 72 of the Collabcast. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of our communities. Just want to go through some collaboration updates with you all, including some upcoming events. Um, We have two showcases coming up in the month of July. First up, it's Collaboration Chicago taking place Saturday, July 9th at Lincoln Hall. Check out their six finalists as they compete for a chance to go to the Collaboration Star Finale in November. For more information, check out the Collaboration Chicago Facebook page. And the week after that is the Collaboration Los Angeles Showcase, taking place Saturday, July 16th at the East West Players David Henry Huang Theater. For more information on the event, as well as where to buy tickets, search for Collaboration LA's Facebook page. Tickets are on sale now. 
As always, we're looking for new staff members to help out in our various collaboration cities. If you have a collaboration team near you and would like to support your local Asian American arts community, please shoot us an application that you can find at collaboration.org under the Get Involved section. We're also looking for writers to join our editorial team to create new content for the collaboration blog. So if you'd like to be either an editor or a contributing writer for our blog, um, please fill out an application that you can also find under the Get Involved section of collaboration.org. Finally, don't forget to check back at our website at collaboration.org for new articles, videos, and podcasts. And if you like what you see or hear, please leave us a comment or two. Or better yet, send us an email to podcast at collaboration.org to get your question on the podcast. And that will about do it for this collaboration update. Hope you're all staying cool as the summer rolls around. And um, keep listening to the Cloudcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Marvin Yue, along with Minty Chang, and our guest has Ahmed. Hi. What up? You're listening to the Clubcast episode 72. Yes. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go into just some less light subjects now for our feature topic. I'm glad that we had that refreshing, like lighthearted. I love both you guys, but yeah, no, it's been it's been a yeah, so last week. last week, Minji teased that she wanted to talk about um, that Stanford case. Mm-hmm. And then who knew that we'd have more stuff to talk about? <laughs> yeah, that was not, that was supposed to be like the heavy hitter, okay? That was supposed to be the worst thing that yeah. we had to talk about. But I mean, yeah, let's, let's um, you know, hopefully not too much of a bummer conversation, but... You know what? Let's just yeah. keep it real. Like, <laughs> I... There, I have a, I have every feeling under the sun about all these things. Totally. Because there's so many different reactions and a lot of things that are coming out as a result of the things that set them off. So I have good feelings too, you know, about a lot of things. So I'm not, it's not, that's, that's what's been so hard to manage lately is dealing with the bachelorette party, okay? I'm just saying. And then, like, as soon as that was over, we had our audition. Literally, like, I left the house. We had to clean up and get out. And then I was like, all right, I got to go. And I had a seven-hour day with collab. But anyways, to just, it's been a lot I mean, of feelings. Wh- what do you want to go first? Um, Do you have thoughts on that? Like, st- I wish we could just get that out of the way because I said I would talk about it. Um, fuck yeah, that guy. Let's, let's <laughs> talk about Stanford. Fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hope that guy, the judge gets removed. Oh yeah. I totally hope the judge gets removed. What I love about what's happening in that story is that there are juror, like the, he, the judge has his next case coming up and they're choosing jury folks. And there are, I think 10 jury people that said, I don't want to sit on this jury if this is the judge. Ooh. I thought that was really powerful because I didn't really yeah. think about that. It's the power of the internet. I mean, this is what everyone was saying. In light of this guy, even if he does not get off in terms of a jail sentence, they're like, well, he has to deal with the world now. So good luck to you. Well, he's no longer in the Olympics. He's been yeah. banned. And so uh, I guess to give context for people who don't know what's going on for some reason, um, I don't forgot the guy's name. Brock Turner? Mm-hmm. Some swimmer dude from Stanford got let off with a light sentence for um, after getting convicted. He got convicted, right? Three felonies. Yeah, of raping a girl. He got conscious girl. Three months, two years probation. Out of being caught <laughs> raping an unconscious girl behind a dumpster at Stanford. Yeah. Good times. And, you know, <gasps> is it three it's, months it's, or six months? It's I think three it's months. Six, he serves, he three served months. three. Yeah. Yes. Th- three, month with, three months with time served. 
right? Mm-hmm. Six months total. Sentence. Yeah, six, six months, months sentence. Yeah. Three months served. And, you know, it's probation. totally shades of, you know, Vincent Chin and things like that, where it's, there's definitely, it's, it's funny how, not funny, it's sad, how Calling, cases like this just put into, it just shows the discrepancies between white privilege. Yeah, it just proves it. Rich white right? boy. Totally. With his suit and tie. And how people will still, with media. that, with that, like, damning evidence, with all this, you know, exposure and media circus around it, will still claim that, you know, it doesn't exist or that and the people that it's are, totally fine, you that know? are compliant with that, the people who are making it okay, like that judge, it's like, and how, that, how do you do that and sleep at night? And then the letter that his dad wrote and then the yeah. letter his he mom can't, wrote. He's not eating his steak anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do. It's so atrocious. I, I, yeah. And then there's a video of them sitting in court together. This little bitch ass is like chewing gum. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, my, how do you get gum? I don't know. But he's sitting in court waiting wow. for his, yeah, for the judge to speak and he's chewing gum. I and mean, then that, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no. I, I, um, I just feel like everything that happened this last, these last couple of weeks is stuff that keeps happening, right? We saw this before with um, what's his face, affluenza kid. And, you know, 20 years ago with like the Vincent Chin case, you know, that was another mm-hmm. thing where it's like, oh, we don't want to give these murderers time because they're not the type of people who would survive in prison. Like, dude, then don't kill a dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Period. Well, the juxtaposition is I was at the free Jasmine rally last right. week. I think it was just within days of this sentencing coming through. And Jasmine got, I think she got three months, 18 days served for trying to stop the police from beating up another black woman. Um, and she was just in the park uh, with other black lives activists. Yeah. And that was in Pasadena. And the Pasadena judge was like trying to show a lesson to p- political activists that you can't do this and um, not go to jail. So, and that's a black woman that got, had that. And this is a white man that's getting that. It's practically the same amount of time for raping an unconscious girl. And that, mm-hmm. okay, I'm so the, the, it, uh, I, I took a long time to read everything in its entirety, both, even the article coverage about it, because it really, really gets to me. And I was really distraught by it. And I couldn't, I knew, I know myself, and I was like, I'm going to get really upset. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to, I want to be able to sleep tonight. So I read everything kind of incrementally. Um, and including the letter that the girl wrote. Oh, that and, letter was so moving. And so that's yeah. what I think, you know, out of all of it, again, the, there's positivity, like silver linings to this incredibly strong and articulate and deep and powerful young woman who wrote this much needed essay, this like just outpouring of her heart and all her pain and her shame and every, all the shit that she's going to have to deal with from here on out Mm -hmm. or she has already been dealing with um, to just shed light on the impact of that, you know, this is this is one side of that story is that and then so the other story is a very empowering story i hope you know and then like joe biden sharing that and his response to her mm-hmm. letter and all of that i think it it's such an atrocity that it's re- it's it's the reaction is very strong too yeah. which i i'm grateful for mm-hmm. i'm very grateful for that because it's giving people a lot of fuel 
to yeah, stop and a lot silent. of voice too. I think there's a lot of people that came out and said that they were victims of sexual assault because of this. Right. They say it's what one in four. Mm-hmm. And so it's just people are people are now braver to share their own stories. Right. I mean, yeah. Do you think it's because there are more because? I mean, one of the big reasons why people were always afraid to share those stories was because of, you know, rape culture and, you know, like (laughs) victim blaming and all these cases. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's I guess it's kind of heartening to see that at least some parts of society are becoming more and more aware of that bias. Um, But at the same time, it still feels like the people in power aren't. Yeah. Well, no, I think, again, it's it's going to these types of situations, which are horrible that they happen still and realistically is not going to be the last yeah. time. But that brings people out of the woodworks. It it you know, that's yeah. why I'm so glad somebody like in the position of Joe Biden would be that vocal and mm-hmm. that. And I think having allies, you know, having the, the, the survivors come out with their their stories and everything and and sh- and like leaving behind that culture of shame mm-hmm. um, is a huge thing. But also having this, there's so many good men out there. Like there's so many people that don't perpetrate it and that mm-hmm. support and then play such a crucial role and are bystanders and, you know, are supporters of people to help stop it or prevent it, um, that it really solidifies their stance on it mm-hmm. too and then vocalizes them. So that's also, I don't know, I was just really moved yeah. to see that. How many guys were pissed off about like, fuck this guy? Yeah, if I find him, you know, like, yeah. And then it, it, was, it was stopped by two two men on bikes, two yeah. Swedish Swedish guys, the yeah. heroes, the bicycle yeah. heroes. But um, thank you to everybody who's been positive and supportive. I mean, it's a lot, yeah. but I, I just I hope people are um, staying hopeful and vigilant and supportive. Yeah, and fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> and his dad. It's um, yeah, it's the judge it's interesting so let's you know on the since we're we're a media podcast we can talk about from a media perspective just how it's interesting to see how the media does play a role in how these things are portrayed Mm -hmm. right there's a whole hubbub (laughs) done about which they didn't use his real mugshot you know they gave him a chance to clean up before you know like releasing his picture well, I think they just used a different photo of him. I think they used like a mm-hmm. school photo or some, yeah. some like. And then whether it's conscious or unconscious, there's a way that these things are portrayed that, you know. Are ridiculous. Like, were they trying to make us feel sorry for him or yeah. to show that he's not so bad? Or was it just, oh, they just needed a picture? Well, right? they also talk about almost yeah. all the stories. The first paragraph, they would talk about how he was an Olympic swimmer or going to be an Olympic swimmer. Yeah. They showed, talked about his achievements and I just can't. I can't. Like, yeah. with all the. Like, this I mean, is my gonna, thing. I'm not gonna, that into sports, but, like, <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with anything? I mean, Nothing. if you're going to bring up how he was a promising athlete, like, it should be just be disgraced Olympic swimmer. Like, yeah. just to put in contrast, like, this guy fucked up. How does that have right? anything to do with anything? Your 100 meter dash time? I don't give yeah. a shit. Like, what is that? But we, we all know it because it was in every single piece. I know. Well, not 100 <laughs> meters swimming time yeah. or what. I'm like, are you. What, like, and even and and I guess I mean this is just kind of our culture too. Like how many um, professional athletes get charged with assault or you know domestic yeah. abuse and you know et cetera et cetera. I mean they make their living off of that, and I get you know, but it's 
it's just a, it's a funny thing to now see so blatantly like what does your athletic prowess have to do with mm-hmm. how you treat people i don't you're really disciplined with getting up and running and doing squats and sit-ups good for you bro but like <laughs> that is nothing or you know if a female committed that too, like who yeah. cares again, who cares about that? That's yeah. irrelevant to the story. Completely. I mean, you always have these, there was a Amy Schumer uh, skit where they just made fun of the fact that it was, it was a skit. It was a spoof on Friday night lights where the new coach comes in, tells the players like, guys, rule number one, don't rape. And yeah. all the players are like, what do you mean? <laughs> I need to see this. That one's pretty that good. She, yeah. <laughs> she's basically just drinking out of a wine glass that keeps getting bigger entire, and bigger. Yeah. Interesting. When it becomes that well known of like a a thing where you can make fun of it that broadly, shouldn't I don't know? Our world's messed up. Sad reality. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking, I mean, like that whole media coverage thing obviously takes us to our other. <sighs> trying to figure out how to segue, so you go it's ahead. A, it's yeah. a hard topic, to, like I don't even want it because it's been on everyone's mind. Yeah. And... Well, in between that, there was the Christina Grimmie mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. shooting in. Also in Florida, Orlando, you know, same city. YouTube sensation voice finalist gets shot during a meet and greet yeah. by like we. Was it a crazed fan? I don't even know. I don't think they released that. They're just, yeah, they're still they're going through his stuff to figure out the motive. Mm-hmm. But besides the fact that she was friends with a lot of our friends in you know the artist um, world, you know the YouTube world, yeah, um, was the fact that like we know people like that, like they love their fans mm-hmm. and. To We've be, run them. Yeah, like, to be vulnerable during, like, to be, for this happened during a meeting group where it's all about just being available. Yeah. You know? Marvin and I have, you know, we've worked shows and we've, we set up the meet and greets. Mm-hmm. We sell merch for our friends, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that really, and she's a baby. She's 22. And, and by the way, this is a point of reference. I found this news out while I was at the club at the, for the bachelorette. So, you know, I was like, wow. And not, I'm not at all minimizing. I'm not saying it's just, Oh, what a buzzkill. But it was very like, it it was such a contrast. Yeah. Everyone's partying and I'm just seeing this and I wanted to start crying and it was just so devastating. And I didn't even know her. I've seen Mm -hmm. some of her videos, but just to know how it happened was so terrible. And we're friends with all these artists Mm -hmm. who, want so much to give i mean everyone's like well you get to be famous and all but like they don't know what that's like to to tour and to like make yourself vulnerable literally physically to just like stay for an extra few hours so that they can meet every single fan and sign their poster and all that so it just it was just so sad yeah and she was shot like uh, several times and she didn't make it and it was um i don't know what's happening in florida yeah we all thought that was the worst that was gonna happen yeah (laughs) and then um, and then, yeah, on, was it Sunday morning or Sunday, Sunday morning, night? So Saturday, Saturday night, yeah. Sunday morning. The Pulse shooting, right? Yeah. So for that to happen so close, like, I feel like America didn't even have time to get into the, like, the gun control debate mm-hmm. for an even worse thing to happen. Right. And the fact that it's been happening so often. Mm-hmm. Right now, right now in, in the, in, is the Senate or the House yeah. of Representatives, there's like a yeah, filibuster Senate. going on where people are saying, we have to talk about this now. Right. And because... It's gotten that point. Like every single time it happens, it's like the worst mass shooting. This senseless right? thing. Mm-hmm. This sen- doesn't make any. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, and you know haven't been on Facebook or seen the news or have any newspaper or anything the last couple of days. Other human beings. Um, yeah, there was um, someone open fire at a. It was a gay nightclub. A Latino gay night. A le- it was Latino night, I think. Yeah. At, yeah. at the. 
Um, during Pride Week too, right? Pride mm-hmm. weekend, yeah. Um, and killed fifty people. Forty nine, and then himself, or he got killed. Yeah, and then wounded fifty three more, and it's the worst mass shooting in America. And I just to wake up to that the next day, yeah, like, Sunday, and then to see to then see how the discussions are now then being mm-hmm. played out. Yeah. How's I don't know. And then you know as. You know, we talk about identity a lot on this podcast because, you know, Asians. But um, <laughs> Because you know, Asians. Just all the different identities, like not even politics, but issues that come into play because of where this happened, who the victims were, who the shooter was and mm-hmm. everything. I think it's it's interesting that it's forced everyone to be a little bit more... I kind of feel like people are a little bit more careful about what they're saying, but also not careful. Oh, yeah. I don't right? see there being... Yeah. There's definitely not carefulness happening. Yeah. I think... I mean, the what happened on Tuesday <laughs> was that Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton came out to talk about this, and they both referred to him as a radical... They referred to it as radical Islamism, and that was something that Hillary was very adamant about not using that those terms, and then mm-hmm. she ended up using the, those terms, and then... Um, on, Hill... <laughs> I think Wednesday morning or the the day after that happened, Obama made a statement saying like, this is ridiculous. We shouldn't be using this term at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, and then it's it's now come out that this, this guy, Omar Mateen, he was talking about how he allied himself with ISIS and Al-Qaeda and every single Muslim extremist group that's out there, which they're all fighting against each other. So it's not actually like, like yeah, logical well, that understand he could do that, that too. Yeah. yeah, and he was just. And then there's all these this evidence showing that he was a regular at this club, and that he's he was gay. Yeah, that he had had a profile up, and that he had a wife and kid too. And it's just like there's so many different layers happening here, right? And he was didn't he live for quite a while in Florida? Like he's not. Yeah, yeah. He he's an American. Yeah, like, and born, born here. He was, he was born, born in America. See, and that's like that's what that's what is missing from the conversation. Like no one's talking about that. People are even, and even just on the gay issue, like yeah. they're not even, people are calling it, and I get to, like, it's like the Black Lives Matter, like all lives matter. And like, this is just about humans. Like, no, this was a gay nightclub. Like, yeah. you stop trying to avoid that fact mm-hmm. and that it happened during Pride Weekend. The fact that he's gay, like, mm-hmm. again, I'm just noticing, you kind of have to, it's sadly let it unfold and then you, you're taking that in. But it was weird because they're just so, they're paralleling, like, I just had this gut feeling when I found out that it was a gay nightclub. I was like, that guy was gay. Yeah. I'm sure he was gay. Like, I just felt it. And then it took a couple days. It didn't yeah. come out to like Tuesday. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. And I don't, and that's not, I'm not trying to assert anything. It's just like, I grew up, I, I'm not Muslim and I'm not a male and I'm not gay, mm-hmm. but I grew up as a, as a Baptist Christian Korean girl. Okay. So in that way, I still feel very much in sympathy in a lot of ways to him yeah because i just thought about like if you're growing up in a very strict religion period right where there are these like puritanical rules of like how you ought to be and how much to what degree different elements including your parents or your community or whatever are dictating that you can or cannot be xyz Mm -hmm. that creates so much emotional friction inside of you absolutely right and so i was like of course he's gay like he can't be what he is and like of course he's gonna just the more you push it down, the more it's going to react, you know? And so, I don't know, that's just me getting like human psychology and being like an actor and whatever and just trying to put myself in his shoes. And I was like, I can't imagine what this guy was going through to be so 
disturbed and so angry and mm-hmm. so and then and then going there and like say yeah you have all these emotional issues psychological problems and issues with your identity and your culture and your religion all these things and you can walk in a store and buy an ar-14 15 i'm sorry like oh i got it wrong and i knew that but um that's like phil's status he's like the only reason i know what an ar-15 yeah. is because mm-hmm. of all the shootings that use yeah. them so it's just like there, there's so many layers to this so many that really hurt and i was kind of a wreck for a couple days oh yeah i just couldn't i I, couldn't i couldn't do anything else i was like trying to write an article there's the muslim community there's all these other issues that are coming up within the community because of the puritanical beliefs in the muslim community so one of the things that really bothers me was that there were so many folks in the muslim community that were like oh we're in solidarity with the lgbt community and there actually are a lot of Muslim LGBT people. So mm-hmm. they're in the community and they've been rejected from going to these mosques and they create their own spaces outside of um, traditional spaces. And it just felt so ingenuine that it was about being in solidarity versus actually making space for the people that were like that in their own community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. I mean, part of that is, you know, we, so you were on the Mashup Americans podcast a while yeah. ago where you talked about tribe. Yeah. Right? And p- part of the conversation there was like when these things happen, like minority communities are feel compelled to take responsibility mm-hmm. for their own. Right? So, you know, part of that is guilt that, oh, one of our people did this. Mm-hmm. And so we're sorry for this person. That's exactly. Right? So yeah. I went to that because with Virginia Tech, yeah. it was that Korean guy and yeah. the, the country of South Korea issued a public apology saying like, we're sorry. And I, uh, and I happen to have been president of CASA, the Korean yeah. American Student Association. And I wrote a letter at Berkeley. And I was like, why are we apologizing? As Like, why is this country apologizing? Mm-hmm. This is not the result of like, I, what? Like, yeah, it's, that's the mentality of Korean people. Like they just, they see everybody as being no, one. That's, and that's really, really beautiful. I think it's the mentality of a lot of people, yeah. not just Koreans. I think there's yeah. this whole like, like this, the tribalism, like yeah. they want to like, take ownership and like apologize. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of not apologizing. I don't think we need to apologize. We have a very firm, like at good Muslim, bad Muslim. We don't condemn these acts. Like everyone's always like saying, where's the Muslim that are going to condemn these acts? And it's not us. Mm-hmm. We're not the condemning. I mean, we'll, we'll do other things, but just the fact that we're being asked to do it is why we won't do it. Right. We're rebellious like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I really appreciate what you guys were talking about. Even the last one where you were um, at the White House recording, which was like so badass. But to to hear, like like Marvin, like I don't have that many Muslim friends mm-hmm. and to learn new perspectives and to learn, um, and that's why I, even with our podcast, it's like to share what we go through, what we think when this happens and Chris Rock says this. Well, like, well, what did the Asian people, like some of the Asian people, we're not speaking on behalf of everybody, but at least like get that perspective. Because yeah. the only narrative that's going on in the mm-hmm. white, the mainstream media is from a predominantly white perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying that they're not allies or anything, but they're not experiencing it. No, totally. It's so like, it's completely Did you different. know <laughs> that Asians can't get offended by these <laughs> Did things? you know that? Oh my God, <laughs> no way. Who knew? Yeah. So, I mean, I was just, I, I felt... I, I just I love that I felt like I was just hanging out with you guys first, and then it was just to <laughs> to have you guys share so many different stories about things that are happening within your community mm-hmm. and how how you 
guys differ in your reactions or like how you feel the same and things yeah. like that. It's just, it was very eye opening and I really appreciate that you're doing that. Like, again, these are, these are still very marginal. These are very tiny voices in a sea of crap. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I want that to change really bad. Someone's <laughs> listening and you want to like put us on NPR. <laughs> so put her on NPR again. She's a champion of change. She's esteemed. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so as Americans and like kind of Americans in my case. Stop it. You're an American. He's saying <laughs> I'm Canadian. He's like, no, I am you're Canadian. not. Shut you're up. North American. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Continental here. I mean, it's been good to see all the outpouring of support and the solidarity, yes. you know, yes. the solidarity has been really know. great. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. You know, and I think, so I went to the vigil that was happening in Los Angeles, which was great. Oh yeah. You were there too. I came at the end though. Yeah. And I think as a Muslim, I've been really fearful of the backlash that we would be getting in the Muslim community. And it was really, um, touching to see this message where, I mean, like, I think what's happened is really divisive. I think it's really trying to say that the, the meat there's, there was a uh, there's a moment where the media was trying to pit Muslims against the LGBT community. I think it's still there, um, but you didn't see that at the vigil, and I thought that was really great that people understood that this was a really complicated situation. There's a lot of things going on, and he it wasn't connected to ISIS. It wasn't connected to a terrorist attack, and I think it was just really beautiful to see that happening, and it yeah. gave me a little bit of hope to think that. I don't know. I think that given that tr Trump is running for office and just like how people are reacting to him, it's made me feel really skeptical of um, of America. Right. <laughs> Seriously, though. And citizens. Yeah. And what they believe. And I think I think that got squashed a little bit at the vigil because I was like, OK, there are good people out there that have good heads on their shoulders and have a good analysis. And at least with these people, I don't have to worry about being attacked. Right. Yeah. I, I, I was there at the tail end and honestly for me too, and I don't experience what you experience or have that same perspective, but I think in a world where we in our various ways feel otherized or like just things that we've even talked on this podcast for 72 episodes, like I felt true support and mm -hmm. love and there are so many different people there that so many who, yeah. who really did like have sympathy and empathy for all of it, mm -hmm. you know? And I felt that. And I think that was something really, I, that I really needed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. To I, feel. Think, I mean, the bottom line is most people, I want to say in the world, live their lives trying to be good people. Mm -hmm. Right. They may not be the loudest. They might not speak out, but I mean, even religion in it's you no know, fundamental form is, how to be good how to be a good person mm -hmm. right whether it's because you want to be or because you're afraid you're gonna go to hell right it's like how to not be a jackass to everyone right and everyone like, has different ways of going about that i don't i don't know i i just remember how i used to be and i'm not particularly proud of that like how regimented everything was how clearly structured everything was in my head and i really thought that that was for the utmost good mm -hmm. um that it's how it ought to be and the main thing i've learned in just be growing old as a person experiencing life and experiencing pain and witnessing other people's pain and and their happiness everything just kind of like seeing the world for what it is instead of like projecting what i think that it ought to be i'm just left feeling very small in a good way mm -hmm. because 
I don't think it's nest, like fundamentally wrong what I believed, but it was definitely tunnel visioned. It was yeah. definitely um, a little bit misguided and just kind of blanket applied. And that's what happens when you're young and immature. But that's why I, I do have hope for younger generations that they're seeing a lot of, they're being exposed to a lot. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's like complete sensory overload. I can't imagine how you feel being 12 and watching all this oh, stuff yeah. every day. And then getting it on the internet and then having these, Everyone's super hyper accessible to knowledge now. Exactly. We're just trying to shed some light, you know? I don't know. That's, I I appreciate this conversation a lot. We're still figuring, like, it's only been a few days. There's still, like, I think we all still need time. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, that's, I'm very grateful that I'm so, like, proud that I personally know people like people at this table who make it a point to, share that process because I think that will help others process it hopefully in a more objective or mm-hmm. more yeah. empathetic way too. I, mean, I think a, a general theme that's come out in the last, last few episodes, last episode we talked about, you know, you voting and everything is just, <laughs> you know, community is important. Being engaged in a community is important and being, being part of one is mm-hmm. really important and to not just take it for granted, but also be a contributing member of, whatever community you're part of yeah right and for that message to be one of inclusion and of understanding and of open-mindedness just admit like i've been wrong so much that's the main thing i've learned getting older i'm so wrong like a lot of times (laughs) and there's moments where i've been like absolutely right a lot of my gut instinct was always right yeah and then i was like and you know to bring that to bring that enlightenment to your civic engagement as well and to you know know what's going on voting what are you, what, what's like? We'll, we'll have to bring Taz on one, uh, later on oh, to no, talk yeah. about voting. Oh, no, for sure. No, I'm so excited. <laughs> you're going to be like another Jenny. <laughs> She's a voting expert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been doing voting work for 15 years now. And like this election cycle, it's just. So you've got a year at it, or like, what, yeah. five months? Five oh, months. Okay. Thank God, five months. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do after? That's the question. I'm going to go on vacation She's or like, something. I'm to, She's like, I'm going to Tahiti. I don't even care. This is the first election where I feel so disempowered from really? voting. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it says something, because I've been doing yeah. this work for 15, 15 years, years, like every election cycle. And this one, I'm just like, I don't care. Wow. <laughs> are you, are you, so you're, I'm sure you're writing about all that. I haven't been writing about that, um, mm-hmm. but maybe I should. So I, I, I kind of don't want to like write about it like in election cycle because that's going to disempower other people, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think the funny thing I think when you when you're honest about what you feel, whether it's positive or negative, it's help from what I found because I get really angry or like sad about a lot of things, but people want to know that they're not alone in oh, feeling yeah. that, yeah. and then suddenly for some reason that becomes a turning point of like, well then. We don't have to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. been talking a lot about, about it on our podcast a lot. Awesome. I'm still going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Clapcast. That Already? Was, yeah. That's like more than an hour of talking. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks so much, Taz, for joining thanks us. For we got to have you back on again. And like we said, um, as election season comes, um, you know, we're probably going to talk about that stuff a little more. Voting. No, like voting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Please but come back again soon. Where yeah. can people find your stuff, your writings, yeah. and your podcast? Uh, you can. The easiest way to follow anything that I'm doing is on my Twitter right now. It's Tazzy Star. Um, the podcast is at goodmuslimbadmuslim.com, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and all your favorite podcast sites. And uh, my writing is kind of scattered. I had a column called Radical Love for a long time. 
Um, but that was on the Love Inshallah site. And I also have a music blog, a South Asian American music blog called Mishti Music. Nice. So you can check that out. Um, but yeah, everything's up at, on my Twitter, Tazzy Star. Awesome. And speaking of where you can find her podcast, you can find our podcast also on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Music. We're all in the same family. And wherever you find a podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. We super appreciate it and it will help us get to more people. And if you don't listen to us on iTunes, just give us a share. We super appreciate it. Super duper. <laughs> totally appreciate it. If you have any questions, topics, or uh, feedback for our podcast, uh, please send that to podcast at collaboration.org. We always love to hear from our listeners. And what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Special thanks to Clara C for letting us use her song Electric for our intro and outro for this month. Um, that'll do it for this week. Thanks again, Tass, for joining us. Yay. Thanks Thank for having me. Being here. For Minji and Marvin, this is Clapcast, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Hoping you won't be the death of me. Show me, I know I got something real